right, good evening. <clears throat> All right, let's open our Bibles to the book of Romans, chapter 12. Romans, chapter 12. All right, verse 6. Verse 6 to 8. It says here, Having then gifts, Oh, that's right, stand up. <clears throat> Having then gifts, differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy, according to the proportion of faith, or ministry, let us wait on our ministering, or he that teacheth on teaching. Or he that exhorted on exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. Thank you. <clears throat> now I, I'm, I'm not using my uh, Sunday message uh, today. I reserve it just in case uh, somebody changed their mind on Sunday. But... Um, Anyway, I titled my, uh, my, my message today, Gifted. Gifted. And now, it's, it is known that uh, when a man buys uh, a gift for his wife, the experience is, very is a stressful one. You know, if you buy them clothes, chances of getting her size right is not even close. You know, it's going to tell you, do I look like a size 16? She'll say. You know. You know, too small of a size, doesn't cut it either. She'll tell you, I haven't worn a size 8 in 20 years. You know. But what jewelry? They say you'll never go wrong on jewelry when, when, uh, when you, give you uh, buy a gift for your wife. But in my mind, the jewelry your wife wants, you can't afford and the jewelry you can afford, they don't, they don't want it. Right? Buying them weight loss or, or gym membership. Well, unless your wife asks for it, don't do it. You know, gifts like that make them think they're overweight. You know? And uh, underwear? Your idea of the kind of underwear your wife wears is actually uh, light years apart on what they're wearing. All right, so, and then don't, and don't spend too much on them either. You know, he's going to tell you, how do you think we can afford that? You spend too little, and she'll say, is that all I'm worth? You know, gifts, you know. We all love to get a present, don't we? We just had two shower, wedding showers uh, this weekend. And a third one coming next next week, this weekend. We just love presents. But there's one, some kind of present that we often forget. Us. And I remember a picture of a newly born baby wrapping a gift, ribbon, and a card that says, From God. Truly, children are God's present to us. That's you and me. We are a gift. 
And not from us, we can be a gift to others and in the service of God. If you think your gifts and your talents are simply for you to make money, retire, then die, well, you've missed the point of your life. God gave you the gift to benefit others, not yourself. Somebody said, what we are is God's gift to us. What we become is our gift to God. All right? Now, there's a difference between a talent and a gift. You know, talents are inherited. Gifts are received. Natural talents are just that, inherited from one parent and nurtured in that family. For example, uh, uh, the Mannings in the, uh, national, in the NFL. You know, Archie Manning was a quarterback. His sons, Peyton and Eli, became quarterbacks. You know, they all played in the NFL. They all played in the Super Bowl and won it. You know, that's just talents inherited, developed. Uh, it's just that it's passed down from one generation to another. You know, spiritual gifts, on the other hand, come directly from the Spirit of God, distributed to each one individually, just as He wills, just as we read here and in the book of Romans. <clears throat> you know, natural talents are imparted when we are born. Spiritual gifts are given when we are born again. All right? Another difference between talents and gifts, talents are for the saved and the unsaved. Gifts are for the saved. Whether you're a believer or not, you have some sort of talent. Only believers have spiritual gifts. A spirit, the Spirit of God resides in each and every follower and every believer. And God has allotted on each gift, as stated in, again in the book of Romans, the gifts of wisdom, gifts of uh, the word of knowledge, faith, healing, effecting of miracles, prophecy, uh, distinguishing of spirits, you know, interpretation of tongues, service, teaching, exhortation, giving, leadership, mercy, apostleship, evangelism, pastoral care. <clears throat> those are, you know, those are just some of the uh, gifts that God gives us. Number three, between the difference between talents and uh, gifts, talents can be used selfishly. Gifts are used to serve God, God's purpose. The Bible clearly tells us that spiritual gifts given to us by God are given to us for a specific reason. It's been there for the common good and for the glory of God. So we can give back to God to serve His purpose and building the family of believers. We're not supposed to sit and watch the pastor do all the work we are supposed to get out and use the gifts God has given us. You know, remember, what we are is God's gift to us. What we become is our gift to God. What are we becoming as a God-gifted individual, you may ask? Many find, many find themselves using their, their natural talents, not spiritual gifts, to serve their own selfish interests and desires. 
whether you're a musician, an accountant, a teacher, cook, God gave you those abilities to serve others. The scripture says in 1 Peter, it says there, it's of, it's of you should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. You know, you may ask, I don't know what God's will uh, is in my life. Well, I'll tell you what it is. Man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. Enjoy Him forever. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 13 says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God, keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. That's your purpose. That's God's will for our lives. Knowing our spiritual gift helps you Understands God's will for your life. If God gives you a hammer, He wants you to drive nails, not cut boards. If He wanted you to cut board, a cut a board, He would give you a hammer. Oh, He would be giving you a saw. See, understanding this will enable you to make decisions about where and how you have to serve God. It will help you prioritize uh, uh, for. The things, the, the things in your life. What God has called you to do, He has gifted you to do. And, and what He has gifted you to do, He has called you to do. You know, the book of Ephesians says, Walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you were called. You know, today the term vocation, vocation means job or career. But in the Bible, in Scripture, the term vocation means calling. Your calling in life. Your calling in life is a purpose for which God made you. It has been said, career is what you're paid for. But calling is what you're made for. You, know, you are the manager of the gifts God has given you. First Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 2. It says... It is required that those who have been given a trust or been gifted must prove faithful. When God made you, he made an investment in you and expects a return on that investment. See, what's an investment? Well, that's what you have now that you can use it later on for profit, to profit you. It's like a house. A house is an investment. You know, uh, you can sell it more than what you have paid for or build it for. If it costs you $1,000 to build a house, you can sell it tomorrow for $2,000. It will profit you. That's an investment. Are you using what's given you for the benefit of others? Your gifts? That's the investment. Are you just using those gifts to benefit yourself going to waste? See, when God gives you a gift, he expects you to use it. It's like a muscle. If you use it, it will grow. If you don't, you lose it. You lose what you don't use. You know, my mother-in-law, Stephanie's mother out there, buys me shoes and jackets and clothes, and, and then she'll ask me if I'm wearing them. You know? I mean, just last week alone, she bought me two, two jackets. Last week alone. 
She went to Hilton Head, eat supper. Yeah, I can believe she goes to Hilton Head to eat supper. You know, I can't even go to Super Buffet here. But uh, anyway, came from came back from Hilton Head. Says here, I bought you a jacket, Winston. And I'm like, oh no, not again. You know. And then this weekend, he went. He came to the shower. Stephanie came home with a jacket, another jacket from her. Yeah. She'll be disappointed if she finds out I'm not using them. I mean, winter's about to be over. She'll probably have a stroke if she finds out I'll put them in a the yard sale. She's giving me so many shoes, so many clothes. I can put up my own Goodwill store. You know? I'd rather she give me that money she bought it with, so that... So I guess I can go to Hilton Head and eat supper too, you know. But she's expecting me to use those gifts. She calls me and says, are you wearing them? Are you wearing them? She expects me to use those gifts. Guess what? Same thing with God. You know, like the parable of the ten talents in the, in, in the book of Luke. It says there, if you don't use what God gave you, he will take it away from you. A gift this person's ability is exceptional. He has a special skill that many of us do not possess. Spiritual gifts are not for ourselves. You know, God gives them to us to bless others, to build up others. First Corinthians chapter 13 from verses 1 to 3, Paul says, If I have all the gifts but do not have love, I am nothing. If others are not encouraged, honored, built up, strengthened, equipped, or edified through your gift that God has given you, it profits you nothing. And your refusal to use your gift, your God-given gift will be questioned by God one day on Judgment Day. You know, each of us will give an account to himself, said the book of Romans, chapter 14, verse 12. Remember Brother Paul's story of the fisherman who came back with his net and fishing string empty? Many of God's children will go to God in the same situation. A fisher of men with an empty fishing net and string. A gifted fisherman with no fish to show for. And remember, we are commanded to go fish. You know, we all have our excuses of not doing the right thing at the right time. The lazier a man is, the more he plans for tomorrow. And tomorrow never runs out until it's too late. Gifted by God, you know. Well, we, these kids sing, this little light of mine, let it shine, let it shine. But the song is followed, hide it under the bushel? No, I'm going to let it shine. Gifted by God, let it shine. God formed us as a, as a unique person he has called us to be. There's only one person in the universe that can be you. You. Besides, everyone else is taken. No one else can preach like you. No one else can lead like you. No one else can strategize like you. No one else, no one else can serve like you. No one else can sing like you. No one else can play the piano like you do, etc. And don't covet other else's gift. You're you because of you, not someone else. No one has ever made a difference 
because he is like everyone else. Like the children like to say, it's me, myself, and I. So know your gifts. Know your God-given spiritual gifts. Anything you cannot recognize, you cannot utilize. What, what you won't use, you'll eventually lose. Realize that you may likely have more than one spiritual gift. Yeah? God expects you to use all of those gifts he has given you. As you to serve him. You know? And if you have a talent and a spiritual gift at the same time, use them for God's service. Be a multitasker. Be a dual threat, they call it. Or a triple threat. You know? Jennifer Lobos is a triple threat. She can sing, she can dance, she can act. John Travolta is a triple threat. She can do the same, sing, dance, and act. Beyonce, Selena Gomez, they're all, I mean, they can all sing and dance and act. They're all triple threat. Anybody here? Triple threat? Or at least double threat? Multitasker for the Lord? Now, Aunt Carrie can sing and play the piano in social events. Well, she's dual threat. She can do it here. Sing, play the piano too. Oh. Brother Kendall can build a house for someone else and then teach school. Well, he can also build a church house and teach Sunday school or pastor a church. You know, we got teachers in here. Brandon, Jessica, Carmen, Reggie, Katie, Christy, Stephanie, Tara, Deanna. Uh, I forgot your name. Uh, Lacey, sorry. You know, you all can teach in school? Teach Sunday school too. You know? Be the dual threat. Yeah. Neil can catch uh, fish and fry them all. Fry them as well for the church. Now, I don't know if catching fish is a spiritual gift now, but, but there are some who can catch fish and they cannot fry them. And there are some who, can ca who, cannot, who can catch fish and cannot cook them, or the opposite. And who cannot catch fish but can cook them. Yeah? But if Neil is good at both of them, hey, you know, let him use it for God's service. Yeah. But by the way, when when, when we're having a fish fry, <laughs> as long as you're cooking, uh, <clears throat> look at your God-given gift. Understand how that gift relates to your life and others, the church and the body of Christ as a whole. Exercise your gift and how it fits into your everyday life and ministry. And you will begin to fulfill God's purpose for you. And do it while you can. When you are young and able, timing is everything. Timing is everything. You know, you think Gideon Sanders can still play football today? Not like he used to. He can't run today like he used to anymore. He cannot cast the ball like he used to. He cannot dance in the end zone like he used to. He did all that in a time when he was young and able. You know, what about Shaquille O'Neal? A time when he was young and able, he was dunking and breaking the goal. Now all that muscle have turned into fat. It won't last the first half. Yeah. Exercise your God-given spiritual gift now that you can. The time when you are young and able. I'm telling you, growing old is not fun. 
It sucks. It sucks. You know, Carmen just turned 50 years old. It happens when she wasn't looking. Oh, she's sleeping fast, but she ain't dying young. Like you and me. You know, I see all, I see the old people do amazing things. Ran marathon at 85. Teach yoga at 90. Bungee jump at 96 years old. Are you inspired? I find them depressing. I'll never do any of those things. You know, when we were putting up uh, shingles in the social hall over here, Bernard Kendall told us, you youngins climb up there and put on those shingles because he couldn't do it anymore. So three of us went up there on that roof. I think it was Gary, Brandon, and me. I had to go up there, and I, I, I was scared of heights. I was scared of heights. You know, uh, they, put, they had to put the footboard just for me. Yeah. Why? Because Brother Kendall can climb there no more. He was so feeble and weak. Gotten too old. And we're not far behind. I can't run like I used to. After running 20 yards, I'm out of breath. I can't sleep like I used to. I got up 3.30 this morning. Can't go back to sleep. You know? I can't eat like I used to. Stephanie's always telling me, watch your cholesterol, watch your blood pressure. You know? So there goes the fat back, there goes the chicken skin. You know, once we save money, hoping to leave something for our children and grandchildren. Now we're saving money, hope it will last long enough to look after us. You know, when we were young, we were wearing earrings, bracelets, anklets, you know. Now that we're growing old, we're wearing hearing aids, prostheses, wigs, dentures, diabetic shoes, you know, sunglasses right here. You know, when we were young, we were taking vitamins and minerals and energy drinks. Growing old, we're taking blood pressure medicine, high cholesterol medicine, insulin, heart medicine, hormones, Viagra. Yeah, our joints hurting, our health deteriorating, our vision fading. I mean, me, Jim, and Neil, we're all wearing glasses. Brother Paul is going blind. Yeah. Rage is next. I to, uh, to wear glasses, I guess, not, not to go blind, I hope. You know, sometimes the only good side about growing old is that you get a senior citizen discount. You know, and did we really get wiser with age? I like to think so. But who cares? The kids ain't listening to us. You know, these kids got their own mentality. When they turn 18, they say they know everything. You know, I think we'll let them learn from their own mistakes and become wiser that way, as we did. You know, I read a Facebook post one time that read, you kids tired of your stupid parents telling you what to do? Do something. Move out, get a job, pay your bills. Do it now, or you still know everything. Yeah, kids. Do it now. 
Well, you seem to know everything. Timing is everything. Uh, growing old, you know. When Jessica was little, uh, when I first met her, she was she was still little. She looked like Kendall. You know, not Ella, like everybody thinks. We can't be thankful for that. You know. Now we have an idea how Kendall will look like when he grows old. And I don't know if that's good or bad. You know. You, do you know when you're growing old? You begin to look like your parents. You know, well, blessing number one, thank God you're getting old. Because it means you're getting to live one more day to use those God-given gifts. Martin Luther King said, I have a dream that one day elders will live in a nation where they will not be judged by the tautness of their muscles, but by the content of their character. Or should I say, by using their God-given gifts. Timing is everything. Don't wait after you retire, after you pay your house off, after you get out of debt, when you get richer, to utilize your spiritual gifts. Remember the parable of the ten virgins? Five were foolish and five were wise. The foolish took their lamps but did not take any extra oil with them. Unlike the wise one who took extra oil, the Bible says, in their flesh. The foolish lit up the oil lamps and they used it all up with no extra oil to replace it. When the bridegroom came, they were out of oil and missed the banquet. Their timing was off. You and I and the promise of tomorrow. Don't be off in our timing, in your timing. But when the right time comes to use your spiritual gifts and you couldn't know more, you could be missing the banquet, the opportunity to serve the Lord. You know, I saw a poster in one of the schools. It says there, children, all children are gifted. Some open theirs early, others open theirs late. Yes, maybe you can be late in opening or using your God-given spiritual gift. That's okay. Don't be just too late. Don't be just too late. We need to strike the iron when it's hot or when we're still hot. You know? The book of John says, Do it now while it's daytime, for the night is coming when we can't work no more. You know, when we can work no more. What Paul said last Sunday, I believe it was last Sunday, I'm not where I am when it comes to serving God. I can say the same too. So where are you today in serving God with your God's giving gifts? Be a good steward, steward of the gifts and responsibilities God has entrusted you, or he will take it away. You and I are present are a present from God. So unwrap yourself and see what God has gifted you with. You'll never know what you can do until you open your God-given present. It may be a gift to come to this pulpit one day and preach. That could be your present. So, come on down. Come on down. You know, step up. Now that you're young and able. Do it now. Before you go blind with cataract. Yeah? Before you go blind like Brother Paul. You know, uh, by the way, I like those goggles, Brother Paul. You look bad in them. 
we give you a walking stick, then you really look blind. <laughs> uh, you know, but you're gifted to preach, maybe? You never know. You could be given the most furious, earth-shaking, mind-changing, walking down the aisle sermon this congregation will ever hear. But you'll never know it until you open your gift. What you cannot recognize, you cannot utilize. This is the present time to open your present and present it back to the service of the Lord. You know, just like Ali and Griffin are excited about their presence they got in the shower. Boy, I'm ready for those showers to get over, to be over. It's breaking our bank. You know, we're showered too with the presence or presence from God Almighty. Let us be excited also in using them for his glory. Yeah. They say Americans got talent. But among God's children, they have spiritual gifts. Use them. That's my message today, guys. God bless you all.